Welcome into a Friday edition of Natty Nights. Josh Barlog alongside Ryan Ebner bringing you this Friday edition. Um, hope everybody had a great week. We are looking forward to the weekend. We have a lot to get to tonight. I, I've known from now on to never say it's going to be a short show because we always find ourselves in a sidebar and, uh, you know, an hour later, we're like, okay, we're going to wrap it up here. I was uh, to say yesterday, like we got to the halfway point, I don't know, like 12 minutes. And I'm like, all right, it's just fantasy, man. This is going to be quick. And then it was like 40 minutes of fantasy. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is where we're at. Yeah. Uh, these streams always brought to you by BUSR.com slash Josh. Get yourself a sign up bonus and uh, start gambling. I know that it's sports kind of weird right now, but uh, when the games do go on, the lines are there. Some of the best props, by the way, on the internet and the most user-friendly site uh, out there. So before we get started, of course, we have to uh, do our patented Friday. It's not patented, but, you no, know. But we're going to do it. Friday, uh, hashtag crack em. You know. Boom. I need to be better. You know, honestly, if you do it more often, I think you'll be, you'll be <laughs> all right. You know, like, it's all about practice. Yeah. All it's all in the practice. wrist, too. It is. Um, a, I didn't. I didn't pour that as well as I wanted to. See, I was distracted. It's tough. Didn't, didn't get too much. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, some some quick hits here. White Sox just took a three-two lead against Kansas City as we speak. I know that makes no difference to uh, the folks who are listening on the podcast. Five-two Cubs are trailing, um, and, and of course we give our shout-outs to uh, Czechia, Ireland, as well as um, as uh, the Netherlands. And if you're listening on Bullhorn, respect because. I would have not thought to download that application. Right. I was going to say, I'm like, I didn't even know what it was. Um, and then I had to look it up and I was like, hey, all right. Yeah. You know what? Glad to be on Bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get it going here with some Bears news, which is uh, we're getting to that point where the Chicago Bears are going to start taking precedent in this show. Um, and, and not necessarily... Uh, not necessarily like football related, but sort of football related. You want to fill them in here? Are you talking about the uh, the Madden? Yes. Madden predictions? Yes. Yeah. So Madden uh, does it every year, right? They run a simulation, which also to update everybody, as of today, I did buy Madden. So a boy. I lied. It's on the way? I lied, or you I lied to myself two days ago on here when I told you I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I lied to myself, and I knew it, I would. Is so. it on the way, or is it is it here? You have it? I, I, it's installing on my PlayStation oh, right now. I bought okay. it digitally. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'll just do this. I don't even Sorry, I, buy I, the I, I, I was still the I'm still the guy who buys, like, I used to buy discs. I, I, yeah, I, and I, for some right. reason. Well, see, here's the thing. And, like, quick sidebar. This is why our shows last longer than, than <laughs> we expect. <laughs> I, I, I'm the type of dude, like, I'm Polish, so... I know I can't sell my digital games back. And I know that there's people that are like, dude, you don't like you don't get any money when you go to GameStop anyway. I I know. That's why I I sell them on Facebook, I sell them on like eBay, let go. If you played Madden for 6 months and you were like, it's not really feeling it anymore. You go to GameStop, you're getting $11 maybe. Yeah, but if you sell it online, if like you you're sell probably it online, like 40, dude. Right. If you sell it online, you're like, hey, 35 bucks, you come get it. And then somebody would be like, oh, will you take 12? You're like, no, fuck off. I'll take 30 and then you can come get it. Um, <laughs> but but with digital games, it's like, hey, man, you're going to have to buy my PlayStation. <laughs> and people are like, ah. Right. Or like your account. <laughs> like my, my yeah. biggest thing with it and why, and I'm not afraid to admit, I'm just lazy. And um, <laughs> I remember the first time like booting up a digital game and being like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I got to stay in my chair or bed or wherever you're at and just boot up a game. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is the future that Ryan needs. And then <laughs> fast forward, yeah, I've still got people I know that I talked to a lot of people that still want to buy the discs and mm-hmm. you know, shout out shout out Big J and B, BK. You guys are a bunch of boomers. That's cool. Um, you know, me. I like I, I moved on to the digital age because it's just easy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I said, I'm just lazy and it's easy. But um yeah, if you have any inclination to resell something obviously yeah you'd have to buy physical but i've heard such terrible ratings about madden so i'm really excited to get into it and then uh you review it myself you, you see the problem is you, you can't return it right like when it sucks, you just, it just sucks, like you just, you just you just you're like i'm just gonna piss this 60 bucks away and it is what yeah. it is um oh, this is it but but good news for bears fans as far as the nfl simulation goes in madden because dude let me tell you this is wild it predicted that nick Foles, nick Foles was going to win the NFL MVP and it finished. I even had his stats. He finished with a league best 4,800 yards, 
44 touchdowns, five interceptions, and 70% completion rate. I will, I'm right here, right now. If that happens, I will do four shots of Malort live on the show. Wait, wait, wait. Do do his so like if he wins the MVP, you will, or his stats have to match up. Ooh, probably, probably both, man. Honestly, but like, wait, I, wait, wait. Is it? so as on. long as he if he wins the MVP, I will do four shots of Malort live on Natty Nights. No doubt in my That's, mind. You know what? I don't think it's gonna happen. So I think you're in the clear. I think I am too. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's one of those things where like you always want to shit talk Madden, right? When they come out with these uh, w- with these simulations, until it's your team, like you, an, a, until somebody's on your, you're like, ah, could, yeah, let's go, Nick. Here we go. And then, and then you know, a week later, like the Washington football team is gonna finish with nine wins. You're like. Pfft simulation my ass now wait they said the bears are gonna finish with a league best 14 and 2 bro i had them going 11 and 5 or something like that in the Go- in in the preseason like going months to ago. the super bowl okay i don't know and okay. beating the kansas city chiefs this wild. simulation of just madden wild. has the bears winning it all just stroking off chicago like it's <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely absolutely pumping their tires the best part about this they win the super bowl and nick Foles throws six touchdown passes <laughs> tying steve yeah, young's right. record i uh, could not believe this when i read it wild. i was like dude i'm sorry maybe that's why everyone says madden's this year really sucks ass listen shit like that listen like um i, I like nick Foles. I, i'm i'm more nick Foles than mitch trubisky but those statistics i have a really hard time believing especially when you have a, a receiver a, a receiving core that like a rob is your go-to and then after that it gets kind of iffy mm-hmm. true not nah, it's like yeah. like you know out uh you know i really like anthony miller um I, you know i've got a draft here in about 23 minutes and I would be lying if I didn't say I would probably look for Anthony Miller at some point in that draft because I think he could be a good PPR guy. I think he could be a reception guy. But, yeah, man, Nick Foles, like, you know, the idea that he would throw six touchdowns in a game doesn't surprise me. We've seen him uh, tie the record for mm-hmm. most touchdowns thrown in a game. Just ridiculous. I don't even know why, uh, but he has. So that's always – you could always see. And also David in the chat said I should get EA Play subscription. Indeed, I do have EA Play subscription. So my cost was like six dollars cheaper when I bought the game. Okay, but how much set. is how much is EA Play subscription? Uh I think I pay like five a month or something like that. But I pay for the year and it comes down to like almost three a month if you pay for the year or something weird like that. I don't remember. But I don't I didn't even know what it so what it, do you get like early access? I don't Yep. Yeah, you get early access to games. You get to play them a little bit long. Usually, like this uh, past weekend, I think Madden was available, and you could only play for like ten hours, ten hours of gameplay. That's it. Um, but with the new way that they're going to use the EA Play subscription, you'll be able to play those games for an unlimited amount of time until that game comes out. So hmm. it's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Madden. Sorry. Like, listen. I know there might be some Bears fans that are like, "You're an idiot." I thought you were a Bears fan. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not a delusional Bears. Fan. If if the bear listen, if the Bears win the Super Bowl this year, I'll chug six of these straight. Damn straight, straight, like right, like that. pop it open, chug, pop it open, chug, pop it open, chug, and like I, I I'll seriously make that. Happen. If I puke, I puke, but I'm that confident that I don't really think the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl this year. No. No, I'm sorry. I don't feel that way either. And then it's weird because I think we're on we're on different ends of the spectrum because you feel like they're gonna go eleven and five. I don't I almost feel like it could get real bad and go six and ten. But at the same time, I think the Bears are a weird team. The Bears are the weird team where I think they it's gonna end up one of those spectrums and then we're gonna get to January and they're gonna be eight and eight. And I'll just be you don't, as frustrated you don't, as ever. You don't think they could turn into like a Titans of last year? They could. That's why I think that that's yeah. the possibility, right? That's yeah. like the ceiling for them. I think is eleven and five, maybe twelve and four, right? Um, and then you look at, but man, if things go bad, they're gonna go real bad. I think, and that that's my problem with it. Um, again, you don't want to rely on the defense too much. You got to hope that whoever's behind center, whether it's Mitch Trubisky or uh, Nick Foles, that uh, they are at least decent enough, right, to right. not suck i I just don't want him to suck just be average man 
all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some more exciting news other than uh, Madden 21 simulation is the Cubs and White Sox at the trade deadline. Now, we're going to cover some things after the break, uh, more on the national uh, side of things based around this MLB uh, trade deadline. That is what, Sunday? Yes, the um, 31st. Yeah. So, so as we look... Uh, as we look at these two teams, the, the Cubs and White Sox, they're both in really good spots. Now, I know the past week or so for the Cubs hasn't been that great, um, but both of them are, are, as of right now, in the playoffs. We're at game 32, and they're both in the playoffs. It's good to see, right? That's what you want to hear. You want them to be uh, both Chicago teams competing. That's what we wanted earlier in the year, and once they expanded the postseason, I think we both felt real strongly about that happening. Um I don't know if I would have thought the Cubs would be in the situation that they're in, though, as they head in here to the deadline, because it's kind of like they could be sellers. And although maybe a week or two ago we thought differently, right? We were like, ah, I don't know, man. They started off so strong. I don't, I don't, I don't see how they could. Now the possibility really starts to seep in because they have struggled. They're down right now against uh, Cincinnati that you touched upon earlier. Um, that's interesting. And now the Sox, on the flip side, all of a sudden, are you a buyer? And that's tough. I don't know if I want to pay the price for Lance Lynn. Mm. I don't know if I want to do that um, because, you know, people are talking about throwing Cease in there. And I'm like, man, I've really liked what I've seen from Cease this year. Like yeah. his ERA is, you know, pretty low uh, considering all things. And he's, his location has gotten so much better, right? We saw that against the Cubs. And I just think that the Sox, I'm real cool with like, like them getting Jared Dyson, right? That's a good move. You just gave up what international pool money, right? And that's just to beef up your depth and to give you a guy that's got speed and also not a defensive liability. That's what you want. And maybe the Sox do more of that. Honestly, I think a lot of Major League Baseball ends up doing a lot yep. of that. Yeah, uh, you know, you're not going to see, I mean, maybe one or two big deals at most. I just don't see a lot of teams going all in on a season that's so short anyway. I have such an issue with people reacting to trades. I tweeted this out today, and and I had people agreeing with me, or maybe they were just engaging in the tweet because they're like, you're such a meatball. But I, I said, I'm like, White Sox Twitter, the, the White Sox could trade a bucket of baseballs for Mike Trout, and people would rip that shit apart. I'm yep. just so frustrated when any any team here in Chicago makes a move, and everybody's so quick to just tear it up. Like, the Jared Dyson thing, he's 36 years old, and people are like, are you kidding me? Like, you... Okay, well, first of all, he's a speed guy. He's 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 He can come off the bench. He can play right field. I mean, we're talking about a guy who has also won a World Series. And, by the way, you gave up international pool money from 2019 to 2020. It's not like you were going to use it anyway. Like, that's my point. Right. Is This was an amazing move. An amazing move. Because you got a veteran guy to add to your young team, who st who could still play, by the way. And all you gave up was international pool money that you weren't going to use anyway. But I think you're right, though. I So we'll, we'll stick on the Sox and get to the Cubs here. But with the White Sox, I've seen a few different things. I've seen oh, the Jared Dyson deal is to put Adam Engel on the block. Uh, I've seen Cody Hoyer for Ryan Ray. Um... Uh, Brian Ray. Um, what the hell is his name? Are you talking about uh, from Arizona? Yes. Is it is it Rob? Robbie Ray. Jesus. There it um, is. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who the fuck? Um, so I, I've seen deals like that. I've also seen James McCann name his name come up. Ah. Here's the thing. Um, so so Nick Madrigal has been reinstated. The the time of this podcast, Nick Madrigal's reinstated. They optioned Zach Collins. Um, he. So I would have loved to see Zach Collins play a little bit more so we can trade him. I, I don't think I, now I know Zach Collins he's the he's the the clubhouse guy, right? Uh he he's the dancing for dubs guy. But he's not playing. And when he plays, he's not very productive at all. Right. That's a guy I would love to move. I would have loved to move him last year. Um because when you look at the when you look at the position, so they would have the White Sox if they wanted to to keep uh, Zach Collins, they would not have extended James McCann. Hundred percent. Also, 
James McCann, dude, like there's something about him and Giolito's connection that's right. just unreal. And you don't want to just sacrifice that. And that's my big thing. Like, yes, I agree with you. Zach Collins would have been really cool to see play more because of maybe the hope to increase his trade value. Because Zach Collins is just a guy that um, when they drafted him, it was like, okay, this this is it. Because we've just had so many bad catchers, dude, since H.E. Presents gets wild. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, okay, this, this could be it. And then when we got to see him, it didn't look that great. And then James McCann, obviously, what we got out of him has been fantastic. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, we know what we can get out of him, so that's really good. So I just don't – I'm not in the camp of let's let's just start cleaning out guys because we want to make this big push for this playoff run. And I, I just – that's just not my – it's not where I'm at right now. And I don't know if that's right or wrong as a Sox fan right now, but I'm just good. I'm good with where this team is. And, like, as they continue to get healthier and – to develop and like let's just see what these guys can do and then let's move on into the next offseason and see what we got to do here was a, i i would have re- so I, i'm with you I, i'm cool if the, if the white Sox don't make any moves like the the jared dyson move like if they make moves like that like here here's some cash considerations for player x like I, i'm cool with those moves but i really would hate to see anybody on this roster get dealt especially in this 60 game season um if you if I really had to pick, uh, as as far as like okay, you don't have a choice. The the Sox are making a deal. Who do you want to see? You know, who who could you see being dealt? Uh, Jace Fry is a guy that could go. Yeah. Steve Ciszek is a guy that could go. Now not not extremely high trade value, but you're talking about guys that you can replace with guys like Cody Hoyer who can get more uh get more reps out there. You you. I would. I don't like the Adam Angle thing. I don't no. like it. I know his trade stock is high right now, but I think that this guy is so valuable off the bench. Um, he's really swinging it well, and I, he he's one of the best fielding, you know, right fielder, center fielder in the league. I, I would hate to to make a short term deal, um, involving Adam Angle because. We've talked about it so many times that we we have no idea how this is going to go. And it, it, look, if the White Sox really want to want to invest into this into, into this playoff push, then I guess so be it. But I I just don't think I don't think anybody, even if they won a World Series this year, right? I don't necessarily know if everybody would be completely satisfied because it was so short. Yeah. Like it, like I know you're playing the whole playoffs, and I'm not saying that there's supposed to be a star next to this World Series. But we're gonna go into next year and go, okay. Well, like now what? Like we have 162 games this year, and we we kind of don't have. We're, we're not as deep. That's right. my. That's gonna be my issue. Like the the White Sox depth right now is it's great. You have Angle coming off the bench. Here's here's a guy. Let me let's think. Anybody want Nomar Mazzara? Please. I wouldn't mind getting. I wouldn't mind getting rid of him. But I, to, I know that we've said again. I don't think that you're going to see big deals. Nope. That is far too risky for the future. For anything, yeah, really. You just you don't have enough time with these guys to make that type of deal. And that's why I think the Sox, like you hit a, a just the depth is so good that like you have an opportunity. Like I love when ESPN finally decides to talk about the White Sox, right? Because uh, <laughs> Jeff Passan broke down the, how long these guys are locked up. Right, the Luis Robert and the Eloy and the Amakata and Anderson, and like that's like the next five to eight years, mm-hmm. like we're locked. So it's like when you see that, and you know that that's your core is locked in. I think that the Sox are in a position where they don't really have to deal a bunch of bench guys or off the bench guys, right, for the depth guys to try and make this big push. You're you are set with these guys for the next half a decade or more. So why don't we keep what we got, you know, unless obviously just some ridiculous deal comes out of the blue, right? Which, you know, one of those where it's like, I can't say no, something like that. I I Um, think you're going to look at, so if the White Sox need anything, it's, it's a solid, you know, back end guy starting pitcher. Um, Because look, on Saturday, we still have a, we still have a TBA. Like we, we don't know who's, we don't know. We still like, we run into those spot start issues and I just don't know who they would get rid of. Like, here's my thing. If they do make a move, 
I want it to be somebody who I want it to be like a Ross Detweiler. Like I want it to be somebody who, God damn it, we love this guy, but he's at the age where it's like, yeah, you know what? We got a guy six years younger than him that can fill the void in, in a year. Like that's just it. I don't want them. I don't want the Sox to take a step back uh, by making a bad deal. No, hundred percent. That 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 would be my biggest complaint. I li- listen. Rick Rick Hahn has made good good moves recently, and it's like I can't knock him for it. Right? It started with the sale trade, and it just kind of went from there. Where it's like, okay, I kind of see where we're heading. Okay, now something picks, and you know, not every draft pick is going to pay off, right? But then, like, look yeah. at look what we've gotten out of just signing Luis Robert. I mean, the dude, he, hands down, is the American League Rookie of the Year. There is no doubt in my mind the guy is an absolute beast i know he went yard again uh today um so just there's certain moves that they have made that have been great for this team and let's not get you don't want to get like um ahead of yourself i think that that's where we're at you don't want to get too risky just because this shortened season and i mean as of right now i think i saw i I read somewhere right if you bait the percentages down the Sox have like a 95 percent right now to make playoffs right yeah it's upwards yeah it's like 97 percent now so like just let's see what we got let's let let this team this young team get some playoff experience i agree and and just see see what we got man and then let's go into the off season and then you can really really break down where do the, where are the needs, right? I think that back-end pitching slot is always just going to be a need moving forward. I don't think – listen, you know, Rodon, you know, it's hurt a lot. Uh, that's tough. You know, what do you get out of Reynaldo Lopez coming back, all right? And then there's Kopech, and that's a big up in the air too mm-hmm. on what you're going to see from Kopech. Right now, obviously, you, you feel confident in Gileo. You feel confident in Dallas Keuchel. And honestly, you're starting to feel pretty confident in Dylan Cease moving forward, and that's kind of where I'm at. I I want to I want to revisit really quick um, the Nomar Mazara thing that I said. Like, if anybody wants Nomar, I think it's a little too early, right? Like, we're in such a weird season. Let's see what he can do in 162 with a with a full uninterrupted spring training, because when when we made that deal, uh, and, and Steel Walker went to Texas. There were a lot of people that that paid a little bit more attention to the minor league system of the White Sox, and they were like, "Steel Walker is going to be a stud." I can't believe we just traded this guy. And then you know, right away, everybody was like, "Well, no, Marmazar can hit the ball 600 feet." Uh, I just think right now it's this is kind of why I want this whole team to stick together is because it's just we don't completely know like the guys obviously you're, you're not complaining about the Jose Abreu's and, and the Aloys and, and Luis Roberts because they're they're producing but when you look at Nomar Mazar and you're like dude what the hell are you doing at, at, at to an extent you have to be like well let's just see what this guy can do at 162 I mean yep. this this whole thing is weird so that's where I'm at if they make no moves I'm happy but I, I just don't want them to make again I, I don't want them to make to to make any stupid moves um, let's, let's hit on the Cubs a little bit because as, as much as I haven't watched them completely this season, I can tell you that people who watch the Cubs fully would love to have a starting pitcher. Yes. Yeah. I think they would. I think that's like, you know, because you've gotten so much out of you Darvish, right? I mean that everything he's done since, uh, mid, mid last season to now has been so good. So excellent for them. And that you feel for him, right? Because when they made that signing, I mean, I talked a lot of shit. I think a lot of people talked a lot of shit because you Darvish is on my bro. Dude's a bum. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just like he got rocked in the playoffs and it just never he was never able to recover from that until now. And that's like it feels good for the Cubs, right, to have that and to be able to be like, OK, this is what we wanted from him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Kyle Hendricks is your guy. You know that dude's a stud. Um, such a great pitcher to watch. John Lester's kind of getting to the end, man. Kind. Yeah, a lot of people end. are saying that this is it for him. And they just like what 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 do you do after that? Is it Chatwood? I mean, like wh- where where do you go if you're the Cubs? And then if you do want to make a move, what are you willing to give up to go after some starting pitching? Yeah, and I think um, when you look at it's so tough, man, because the the Cubs are in first place. Um, St. Louis is in second. They're at five hundred. But I know, th- so I would love to to kind of just pick the brain of, of of a diehard Cubs fan who watches this team every day and and who is willing to be honest, because do you give up 
you know, do you give up a big piece for for a solid starting pitcher? Especially, I mean, you're 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 winning right now. So like, yeah. do you give up a uh, it's tough because you would have to go with Victor Caratini. But do you give up a Wilson Contreras for somebody? Do you give up a Chris Bryant? But he's hurt. So like, do you give up a Javi? These are it's. I would hate to be a Cubs fan right now because seriously, tomorrow you guys could wake up, and one of your stars could be gone for a starting pitcher. I think that's a serious possibility. Now I'll go because you know David in the chat. He is a Cub fan, and he made he made two good points. Uh, when I talked about you Darvish and getting rocked in the playoffs, right? He said easy to get rocked when you know what pitch is coming. Facts. <laughs> that's that's facts. Yeah. All right, and and yep. then he said because of that. He thought he was tipping his pitches and changed what he was doing and at 100% mess with his head. 100%, dude. I agree with yep. you. 110%, I agree with you. That is a big deal of what happened. Obviously, the uh, the asterisks, as I like to call them, yeah, they were – it's not good. Um, but you, Darvish, like I said, at least he rebounded from it. And then now, yeah, man, being a Cubs fan must be really, like, stressful at this point because you're just like – I mean, like, I don't want to lose Chris. I don't want to lose Javi. I don't want to lose Rizzo. I don't want to lose Contreras. But, like, the reality is is someone's got to go. <laughs> yeah, that's Because you it. just can't afford them all, unfortunately. You know, and that tends to happen. I mean, eventually, I feel like the Sox would get to that point, too. I, that's why, when I touched upon earlier, knowing that you're locked in, for five to almost 10 years with most of these young, the young core is like, that's just some of the most refreshing feeling right now as a Sox fan, because now, you know, okay, here's my window. Let's see what happens. And the Cubs kind of had that too. And then it just, you know, Hey, you got one. Um, but now you're just like, man, I just, I, you're so connected to each one of those players um, for different reasons. And even Schwarber, right. Even if Schwarber is one of the guys that you look at the deal, you're connected to him in a way too. And that, that is uh it is tough because the Cubs are in such a peculiar um, position. I think the crazy thing is, is the Cubs, like when, when you would look, uh, Kyle Schwarber is an interesting piece. Um, his trade value has risen the past year. And the the Cubs, the way their roster is constructed, they, they would, you know, everybody would consider them buyers right there in first place. But, when you look at the pieces they have, if you deal one of those pieces, it almost feels like a, it almost feels like a selling move mm-hmm. because you have so many, like you have so many big name guys that can really produce. And you know, the, the your rotation is like, I mean, what the hell are we going to do? And then not to mention your, your pitch, uh, I'm sorry, your bullpen. You're like, we need something here too. So, it's good. either way. It's going to be interesting for Cubs fans and White Sox fans over these next couple days uh, to see what happens in the trade deadline. But I, I, let's just put it this way: I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, very small moves are made for some utility guys. Um, you know, maybe a, a low-tier bullpen guy to try and you know see what they can do on on the north side. Um, but I, I don't know. I. I I would still be hard-pressed. As much as we talked about these bigger names on the north side, I'd be a little hard-pressed to see any of them get dealt because of the situation that we're in. It's like that one article we saw from uh, Bleach Report that thought no one Arenado was going to get dealt. Yeah. My Lord. And and again, yes, with Cup fans, the issue, part of the issue is those big names aren't producing. So it's like when that happens, you start to just be like, you know what, whatever, man. Like, there's just we got to do something. And, like, that's tough. That's a really tough situation to be in right now. And like you said, you know, come Monday, Monday Natty, or no, we don't, we're not here Monday on Natty Nights. Not here Tuesday, Monday. Tuesday on Natty Nights, we will know. Did yeah. the Cubs yeah, make we'll a have, big move or not? And it, it's going to be late, obviously, because everybody's going to talk about it on Monday, but we are going to have a lot to talk about on Tuesday. Um, Listen, I'll probably be back from Detroit on Monday night, but I'll still be, you know, dealing with the anesthesia. So I don't want to be jumping on here like just talking reckless. I'm like half out of it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be like, I can't believe Aaron Noronado got dealt, man. This is wild. <laughs> People are like, dude, what is this guy talking about? Uh, we will go through some of the names that have popped up in the uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline rumor right after this break right here on Natty Nights. From the first pitch to the final buzzer, OnTap Sportsnet has got you covered for all your Chicago sports needs. Read up on the current state of your team on our website and listen to us banter during our team-specific podcast. Thirsty? We even have beer reviews to help you take the edge off. 
Follow us on Twitter at OnTapSportsNet and get all the content you'll ever need at OnTapSportsNet.com. OnTapSportsNet. It's what's on tap in Chicago. Hey guys, it's Ryan Green, Machine Ebner here from the Big J and BB Show, your source for gaming, anime, and sports news. You can find us on your podcast platform of choice. Just search Big J and BB Show on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Also find us on Twitter at Big J and BB Show. Now enjoy the next episode and stay breezy. Hello everyone, I'm Undead Rebel, and you could find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash undeadrebel. You'll see a variety of content on stream, including sporting news, but my channel is more focused around video game content and playthrough of the hottest and newest video games currently out now. So, can't wait to see you in the stream to watch some epic fails, have some laughs, and maybe some OMG moments. Enjoy the rest of the show. Back here on Natty Nights, 8.30 on the dot, which means... It happened. It happened. I made my first Oh, you did it already. Oh, that's a little anticlimactic. I was hoping that we could build up into this. I saw that it was 8.30. Turn the the ads because it was my turn. Um, I did. I made my first pick to 14-man happy PR league that I'm in. And it was... Christian McCaffrey. Let's go. I knew you'd make the right decision. I knew it. I, I knew it. I had to. I might I have. I would have had to find a new co-host if you picked Saquon Barkley. Bro, um, I mean, and like I even, uh, <laughs> I even messaged David earlier, and I was like, man, like, he's like, who are you gonna take? And I'm like, I feel like it has to be Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> but I'm like, it's tough because I'm like, I just know, I just, I have this feeling Saquon's gonna have such a great year, but same time, Christian McCaffrey's been a stud this whole time, and it's like he's coming off such a great year. You gotta, gotta do it. Gotta do it to him. Yeah. Um. So maybe. I mean, shit. We might. We might end up uh, seeing what your second pick is uh, based on the conversation. Lord hope so. So. Lord so. <laughs> so let's dive into a little bit of MLB. Uh, sort of national mainstay guys. That uh, that's not the right word for it. I don't know what the hell I was even saying. Tra- the trade deadline Sunday, and aside from the Cubs and White Sox, we have more names that are floating around. Do you? I know you have a couple, and I know you yeah. don't need to pay attention to the draft, so we can go over this. Yes, I can. Uh, so, <laughs> Josh Hader, Milwaukee Brewers, um, looking at like he could be dealt as well, and it looks like the Padres are at least c- kicking the tires on it to see um, what uh, what it would cost to get Josh Hader. Josh Hader, dude's got some filthy stuff. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what, and uh, the Padres. You kind of look at the Padres in a way that you kind of look at the Sox a little bit, right? Where they got a lot of young talent, and it's there. They got some good veteran guys around them, and maybe a guy like Josh Hader, obviously Josh Hader goes in there. He's going to solidify that bullpen. What are the Padres willing to give up? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, well, I'm not very well versed on the Padres system. Um, but the, the Brewers are definitely going to want the, I mean, they're going to want a pretty good amount. I mean, he's one of the best, best closers in the league. Uh, and yes, he throws disgusting stuff. Uh, we've seen Robbie Ray tossed around. We mentioned him earlier. We've seen, um, Lance Lynn, uh, very, very solid starter for the Texas Rangers. After that, it gets kind of, I don't know. I mean, there's some names that have, that that have popped around, but I, I don't necessarily know if that, if the ask is, is where it needs to be. What do you feel about Cleveland putting Mike Clevenger out there? Um, listen, I don't necessarily know if it's because of what he did. I think it's more of uh, probably some behind-the-scenes stuff because when when they they option them to to the alternate training facility, right? And and that was like we're punishing you, but mm-hmm. the fact that Cleveland is a half game out of first place in the American League Central, and Mike Clevenger is one of the many very very good pitchers in that starting rotation for Cleveland. It tells me that Mike Clevenger did something uh, aside from breaking the MLB protocol to uh, to sort of put himself out there and, and make himself look like an idiot. Uh, didn't carry himself the right way, apparently, behind the scenes. And, and Cleveland's like, look, we're just not going to we're not going to deal with it. Um, they're going to get a lot from Mike Clevenger if he gets dealt. That's for sure. Yeah, 100 percent. I'm going to I'm at the 
talk to Pete tomorrow during the draft. I want to ask him, you know, obviously as someone that lives and has the pulse <laughs> of, of Cleveland, has the pulse of it. Uh, I'd He's like our to know uh, what... Cleveland Indians correspondent, Pete Tahiti. Right. Pete Tahiti going, going for the Indians there. Um, I'd like to know at least what they say over there. Right. Uh, Cause it's real different from what we see. Obviously we just, we get a lot of Chicago coverage and, a lot of you know Cubs and Sox shit, obviously, but you don't get a lot of everything else. So I would like to know that type of situation. It's kind of like I want to know. I would like to talk to who wrote that Bleacher Report article. It's the Dylan Arenado thing just bothers me. It bothers me so much, man. And like, I want to know like why? Why well, did think, you think that? So so to be fair, I think that that article was uh, sort of crowdsourced. Like I I Could think be. it. I think it was more of like a hey, we're gonna post this on Twitter and and let's see let's see what players people vote for. Like James McCann got a couple votes, uh, and, and Nolan Arenado got a couple votes too. But like just the fact that he was voted for, I, I don't I don't know. That's that's different. I mean, I I could sit here on Tuesday and be like, hi, I'm stupid. Nolan Arenado got dealt, but the likelihood pissed. of that happening. Um, and when you look at other guys like like J D Martinez uh Kansas City there's floats around you know Whit Merrifield because they don't think that Whit is going to be around when Kansas City is actually ready to win Whit Merrifield is honestly he's one of the most valuable players in the American League when you see Whit Merrifield doesn't it just scream to you cub so he does to me but it, it does so it does and honestly I was a little bit disappointed for Cubs fans when they didn't go after Whit um, I know they would have had to give up a lot. I know that, but he is a guy, he is a guy that you would have been, and now this is a crazy thing to think about, but hear me out. If you dealt Javi Baez, you move Nico Horner to short and Whit Merrifield is your sec is your, is your starting second baseman. I, be- I believe Ian Happ plays second base as well. So you can move Whit Merrifield into center field and let Hap play second. Like there's options with Whit Merrifield because he's so versatile and he's so damn valuable. I think the Cubs, if they don't find a way to acquire him, I think the Cubs really missed out on a great player. Yeah, I like I said, Whit Merrifield. Like every time, it it just always every time I look at him, I'm like that really. Well, and listen, uh, we're we're two Sox fans who who speak from experience. Whit Merrifield kills us. Oh my God! Get him out of the AL Central, like for <laughs> yeah. real. Um, because it is he does. He's such a great player. That's a team I always looked at him going to. I also always saw him going to the Red Sox. That was another one where I was like, you know what, that fits. I not, think anymore. That's a- I no, think anymore. not anymore. No, yeah. not now, not now. But at the time, I really did. And uh, David, good point. Trevor Bauer. Does Trevor Bauer? No, get I don't think so. From the Reds? No, no, I, I don't think so. I, I think that's too early. I, I think the Reds really, really have something good going here. I know their record doesn't show it. Um, but you, you have to, that that's a group like the White Sox. You have to let that ride out. No, I a hundred percent agree. And I just, I think that, you know, Trevor, ba- one, Trevor Bauer is a great dude. Yeah. Great dude, man. Fantastic. The way we talked about so many times, he sticks it to Manfred or he speaks dude, up. Anybody, anybody say. who chugs an imaginary beer on the mound after he strikes somebody out, it's a guy I want on my team. It, and he spelled out bud, right? Yeah. For the Budweiser <laughs> deal. So I loved it. That was great. Um, Trevor Bauer is a stud. I think that the Reds want to hold on to him um, as of right now. As of right now. I don't know yeah. if the Reds are going to be completely sell uh, sellers because it's like, man, again, that's what makes this trade deadline. Uh, Jeff Passon at ESPN basically put it perfectly. It's going to be boring. It's just going to be. Um, and just like, you know, for me, most of this draft after the first few rounds is going to be really boring because it's a 14-man league. I'm going to be grabbing third stringers in like <laughs> the fourth round. Um, yeah. But I, I do believe that it's going to be a boring uh, trade deadline. And that, whatever, man, it's kind of how baseball is, dude. Like, I don't know. There's not well, a no, lot that see, comes to I, see, I, I think, I think this season – so when you look at the trade deadline in past seasons, there, there's obviously been times where like, Jesus, I mean, seriously, nobody's going to make a damn move. But I think this season, that's how it should be. I think this season you're going to see, and look, we've hit on this a million times already, but if, if teams make big, you know, big moves, it's simply for the fact, it's like they're, it would be like they're in a Red Sox situation. 
like there were n- the, the the expectations for the Red Sox were very very low going into this season. Excuse me, after the Mookie Betts deal, so you're gonna look, you're gonna see teams like that maybe move some pieces around, but I just don't know because okay, think about this. Obviously, baseball has taken a financial hit. So when you enter when you enter the winter and you enter the offseason, free agents are not going to get the money that they were hoping. So like let's say you get it you're looking for 100 million dollars, you're probably going to get somewhere around 80 to 70. You know, I mean let's just be honest, that's just the way it's going to be. So that could be a very big strategy for a lot of these teams is like, look, we're not going to give up assets. We can get this guy on the, on the low. Now, a big thing with Bauer is, which I didn't know, I had to I double check that, David, because I, was, I wasn't sure, that he is a free agent at the end of the year. I think they extend him. You think they do? I think they yeah. should. I think I they, they extend him. That, the, the, the Reds hit a splash when they got Trevor Bauer. Reds fans were ecstatic, and he's having a damn good year. Why, on God's green earth, would you, would you let him walk? Or deal him. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on where the Reds believe they're at, but I think the Reds, you at least with some of the moves they've made over the last year, should feel good enough that like, hey, man, it's a weird year, but I think we can rebound from this. 100%, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as that's on the table, as long as they feel confident here in getting uh, Bauer back, I don't see why you would move them. But if you don't feel confident, I will tell you what, never a better time to deal them then. Because there's his value so yeah, high, hundred percent. As long yeah. as you don't feel confident in it, uh, you look at some other starting pitchers uh, like Michael Fulmer uh, from the Tigers, um, uh, Matthew Boyd from the Tigers. I know they're having they're having odd years, but I seriously think a, a, a change of scenery uh, changes things for them. Uh, as far as like, as far as other teams in contention, I think the Yankees like look for the Yankees to make some sort of move because of their injury woes. They they can't seem to stay healthy to save their lives, and I think they could use some reinforcements. I know a lot of people are like, "Geez, call up Clint Frazier. What are we doing?" And they call him up, and he he starts raking, but you still have some holes over there. Um, another team I think that doesn't make any moves is Tampa Bay. No, they're, sit- they're sitting in they're sitting in first place in the American League East. And uh, that pitching staff continues to just straight dominate. It's they're disgusting, uh, but yeah, I mean the bottom feeders I think are gonna make a you know they're, they're gonna move some players around. But seriously, aside from maybe one or two names, I don't I don't really think that you're gonna see crazy moves. It's just too risky. It's, it's it just is. it. It's just it. No, I agree with you hundred percent. And also, side note, I am up in two picks. And I'm 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 kind of sitting here already confused on what to do, guys. I'm already confused. Let's talk this out before we. So oh, that's my turn here. Oh my god, two picks, Jesus. Um, okay, who's 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 uh, you get back to back picks, man. I would I would maybe try and get a top wide receiver. Yeah. So right now, <clears throat> Allen Robinson is the top receiver available. Jesus, that's right? Are you serious? It's 14 man league, man. Yeah. Quick. Right. Um, and Mike Evans is there. So, it, it, and then from a running back perspective, besides Christian McCaffrey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it goes Chris Carson, Jonathan Taylor out of Indy, Todd Gurley, and then, you know it's not great. None it's of those guys, yeah, none of those guys really get me. Who's the tight end available? I know you. you this is timed. Who is it? Just to Andrews. He's a type top one. I I kind of feel oh, shit. Kind of feel like I want to go, Robinson Evans. Kind of feel it, man. I, I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it at all. I think, I think, I mean, it's either Robinson, Galladay, Feeland, or Evans. Mm, I wouldn't go. Th- mm. Although Thielen moved into that number one. But D, that means more pressure on him. I don't know who's going to, who's going to help alleviate. I think I'm going to go Robinson Evans. I real feel confident with him. All right, go for it. Let's do it. Allen Robinson. Mike Evans to go with Christian McCaffrey, and that is the beginning. Wow, of the repeat because I am, I am the, <laughs> it's the beginning of the repeat. I am the champ in this league. I have to. I have to repeat. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I, do you have any? Do you have anything else on the trade deadline? I, I, I think that we sort of broad stroked throughout the league just to kind of give people an idea of what could possibly you know be. Also, the Baltimore Orioles. Look out for some names to fly from them. Yep, one hundred percent. Michael Givens. Where's he going to go? 
There's no way the Orioles hang on to him. You don't think so? Yeah, no, I don't think so either. No, <laughs> come on, bro. I mean, I think, and and you know what? And I, again, another person I'm going to talk to BK about this tomorrow too because mm-hmm. uh, the pulse of Baltimore. Um, mm-hmm. I have to ask him, like, bro, real talk. Where where are you at? Because earlier yeah. uh, on the Big Jam BB show, he told us, "I just want I'm just want the draft picks, bro. That's it. That's all yeah. we're pulling for." And then like the Orioles haven't been awful, so it's like, do you? I mean. How much selling do you really want them to do? Right. Yeah, that's the tough thing, man. That's that's what a lot of teams are running into. That's I don't know. I I'm excited to see the strategy, not necessarily the names cuz again, we don't we don't think so, but the strategy that goes into this trade deadline. Like what prospects if any move because of, you know, first second place teams. This is and, and let's uh, the expanded playoffs. Though yeah. that changes everything. So we could talk on and on about this and, and make zero sense and just fill your brains with absolute bullshit. Uh, but I think we'll wait and see Tuesday will be a, a very heavy major league baseball, um, episode, but let's close things out here with a little bit of college football news. And listen, I said it a hundred times already. When we bring up college football, I'm kind of just going to keep my mouth shut and we'll just go, Hey, this is what it means. And that's it because if I keep repeating myself about COVID and the way things are going, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shut down. Uh, Big Ten is now looking into possibly, possibly playing starting the season around Thanksgiving, uh, which would give them the option for ten to eleven games um, instead of the eight if they start in January. And then I read another article. Um, a little bit ago on Yahoo, that's just shut it down. They're like, no, there's no way it happens. There's a lot of mix, mm-hmm. a lot of mixed uh, words coming out of it. I don't know. I don't know. That That's the tough part. And here I am rocking a view of iHat, right? Probably, <laughs> big brother. Um, and I just, I feel for him, man, because I really want these kids to be able to play. But at the same time, it's like, because you know what it is? It's because you're going to see all these other conferences go. It's so many of them are going to play. And then these kids at the Big Ten are just gonna sit there and be like, "Well, sucks. Guess we're not playing." And like that, to me, is shitty. I, I, you know, it's almost like you would have liked them to just put it into the student athletes' hands and let them decide on their own whether they feel comfortable playing or not. And yeah, but I, I think that- there's a lot of uneducated. Uh, there would be a lot of uneducated decisions. I mean, they're, they're, again, too. these are kids, man. Like, you're gonna have 18, 19 year old kids vote on on what and if they want to play. I mean, you look, I know all the information's out there, but like, do you really trust an 18, 19 year old education level on COVID-19? Like right. That's, you it know? depends where they're getting their information from anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. it'd be like, uh, like the, the mom down the street that's on Facebook and she just is like, <laughs> Hey, this is what it told me. So yeah. it's fine. Uh, yeah. you know, you and I think know, you would, so. you, I think you would really get a lot of, a lot of, uh, parental pressure. Yeah. You know, um, but this is so, – so as this floats around, right, like, oh, we might play Thanksgiving. That's kind of where we want to be. This feels like when we were mid-COVID and the major sports were talking about when they wanted to come back. This feels like like everybody's like, oh, write the story. They're going to start Thanksgiving. And then two days later, it's like, well, yeah, we're going to back off on that because everything is just up in the air. These things are just th- – these are just thoughts that are out in the open. And it's constantly evolving every day. Yeah. You know, you know, you really don't know until it's all set in stone. As of right now, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten tries to play just because of the pressure they're getting um, from everyone else to participate at least. So, they might they might try to get something going by the by the fall by winter at least. They might. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But then again, I wouldn't really be very much surprised if they stuck to their guns and were just like, no, we'll see you in 2021. Yeah, I, I think this is uh, – and what's the what's the possibility because the SEC and the ACC, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, are like, no, nah, we're going to play. And um, the Big 12. I think the Big 12 as well. So so what are the chances that, like, you know, those, those uh, conferences get things going and, you know, three weeks in, you know, the Big Ten is like, hey, you know what, guys? Like, they're really doing this right, and that's something that we can do. Like, mm-hmm. do they just play a shortened year? So, like, the Big T- the Big 12 and the SEC, ACC, they play 11, 12 games, whatever, and the Big Ten comes back and they played nine or eight? And that could be a thing. I think what, what it's going to really boil down to is, right, if they see that everything's going right and there's a really go- a good way to do this. I think the Big Ten could talk about that. And, you know, I think part of the, what I read was if they go back 
Thanksgiving, that gives them an opportunity to pay to play 10, 11 games. Whereas if they try to come back in like January, they're probably going to get like eight games in. So if they come back by Thanksgiving and then get 10, 11 games in, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, now, what would be interesting is like, obviously, um, they wouldn't, I'd, I'd have to assume they wouldn't be participating in bowl season, right? You, you, yeah. you have to kind of assume that. I mean, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I can't do the math here on what those weeks would be. But if you start in Thanksgiving, I feel like it's too late, too late to even try that. So, but at least gives those athletes, right, an opportunity to play and affect their draft stock and all sorts of stuff like that. So if it's being done right and they see that from the different conferences, then I believe the pressure alone on the Big Ten from boosters, from athletes themselves, from uh, other people outside will be so intense that they would have to really dig down and make that decision. Yeah, and unfortunately, I say this after every segment is like this is just a wait and see thing. Unfortunately, like I, I you know, over the next couple of days, I don't think you're going to see much. But as we near toward the end of September, is really when I think these conversations are going to ramp up because let's not forget, like these kids are going to have to go train. Yep. I mean, you know, Gotta practice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you people, the freshmen have schemes to learn and like all that. So I, I'm sure like they're they, they've received the playbook and stuff like that. There's there's some you know off the field learning, but eventually this guy's got to get back out there, man. And you also have to remember too, like if you start in September um, or even October as as some sort of uh, you know the quote unquote the equivalent to OTAs, you know what's the risk of injury for these kids? You know, ramping exactly. up so fast, what's what's that going to look like? So, again, unfortunately, it's a wait-and-see thing. That's uh, that's just how it is in 2020. As we wrap things up, though, do you have anything else to, to mention before the weekend begins? Um, you know, everybody that's been really in Last night we talked about that fantasy football talk. Make sure you check out that episode because I thought that was really good. It was uh, it was good for two guys that I would consider, like, we're not fantasy football experts by any means, right? I don't, I don't get paid the big bucks to do no, that, but I thought yeah, that no. was good. Um, but if you want some more fantasy football – Tomorrow night, Saturday, 6, uh, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. I'm going to use that roughly because I feel like people will be running behind. But um, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, twitch.tv slash Bull. We'll be streaming our live Big J and BB Show League draft. Uh, that will be fun to dive into and see. Some of the keepers have already been put on the board. So we'll get into that tomorrow night on twitch.tv slash Bull. And uh, on Wednesday of next week, that is, uh, I believe, September 3rd, that is my draft, and it's all auto draft. So I'll let everybody know how the robots pick for me, and uh, we'll we'll dissect my roster. But thanks everybody for tuning in. Really, really appreciate all the support. The podcast numbers we just surpassed about 500 listens uh, today. So I appreciate that so much. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, and you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit that follow subscribe button. Uh, share this with a friend, most importantly, if you feel so inclined. Ask about $4.99 advertising because who doesn't want uh, advertising for their podcast, their business, their social media on the low? And uh, that'll do it. So if we have a, a podcast-only episode, you'll watch that or you'll, you'll catch that on Monday. Otherwise, we'll talk to you Tuesday on Natty Nights.